Folks, as we studied last month, we spent February, the month of love, talking about love. But as we studied the different kinds of love, in the month of love, <laughs> breaking news kept on coming at us, didn't it? It kept on coming at us and reminding us of the pain and the fear prevalent in the world. I think top of the breaking news was the whole matter of the war in Ukraine. Russia just invading Ukraine. But that was not the only breaking news. There were other news in other parts of the world. There were news in South Africa. There were news amongst some of us in our own families and homes and situations. There was pain, sickness, operation, disease, whatever. And, and we're still having to deal with these things on a day-to-day basis. And so this morning we, we sang words like, I am free. And things like, with the spirit of the Lord, he did his freedom. <laughs> Amen. Or we are no longer slaves to fear or to anything else. How can we sing like this in a world filled with pain? Huh? How can we sing like this when you are maybe sitting at home or sitting here and you, you can remember, you know, friends, family, acquaintances that are hurting? Maybe near, maybe far. How can we do it? How can we sing like this in a world filled with pain? And I'll tell you why, and I'll tell you how. You can sing like this when you choose faith. You can sing like this when you choose faith over fear and over pain. And that's the title of today's message, Choosing Faith. We're going to be talking about choosing faith. Choosing faith over fear. Choosing faith over pain. Choosing faith over fear and pain is what enables believers to sing in spite of bad news and difficult circumstances. Perhaps, like many of you, this week I have read news and seen video clips from believers in the Ukraine. One thing I notice is that as they can, <laughs> they are meeting and worshiping God in the middle of a war. Underground, hiding away, hide out places. They are reading the word. They are singing. And they are praying. And they are asking us to pray for them. That their faith will stand strong. And that they will extend the kingdom of God even in a time like this. They are testifying to divine interventions in the middle of this war. Things are happening that they don't understand. And God is intervening. You see, they have chosen faith over fear and pain. And in this message this morning, I want to share with you, I want us to consider four realities. Well, not eight. Four realities. <laughs> okay. Four realities about choosing faith. We will use the life of Job and other scriptures to reveal these realities. And Job is a very long book, so sit comfortably because it's going to be a long time here this morning. Uh, no, no, no. Don't worry. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the short version. <laughs> Amen. But you're going to use the story of Job and other scriptures to reveal these realities to us. 
As you may remember, Job was a righteous man. And he was a wealthy man. At the time he lived, he was probably the wealthiest man around. And he was a righteous man on top of that. He didn't get his wealth by, you know, tricking and doing funny things. God blessed him. God prospered him. But God allowed Satan to strike Job. Job lost his children, his wealth, and became very ill. Yet he chose faith over pain, faith over disappointment, faith over doubt, and faith over fear. After a time of suffering, he was healed and he was restored. He gave glory to God and he has become a testimony of faith. You see, there's a short version of Job, okay? I've just given it to you. But it's an amazing story and a story we know and maybe you've read the book or not, you know. But it's just a, a fascinating story. It's an intriguing story and it's a story that sometimes causes us to scratch our heads and sometimes causes us to ask that question that we don't like to admit that we ask. Why? And that's where faith comes in. Because sometimes you cannot, you cannot answer the why question. If you're going to wait until you've got all your whys answered before trusting God, what faith do you need? I don't need faith to believe something when I know everything there is to know about it. There are many things about God we don't know and we don't understand. But he has revealed enough for us to know that he can be trusted. If God could be clearly understood, if every aspect of God could be understood, he would not be God, would he? So, let us look at four realities about choosing faith. Number one, choosing faith won't prevent pain. And you want to get this one over, come on, pastor. Choosing faith won't prevent pain. Beware of those preachers that say, hey, if you've got problems, come to Jesus and your problems will disappear. Have you got pain? Have you got trouble? Come to Jesus and they will all go away and you will live happily ever after. Just make sure you bring a good offering. And you will be blessed. Come on, guys. I don't care if his name is prophet, apostle, major. I don't care, guys. The truth is, choosing faith won't prevent pain. Ask Job. There couldn't be a more righteous man than Job. And he experienced pain. John 16, 33, the second part of the verse. It says, in the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. But this wasn't a prophet speaking. This wasn't an apostle speaking. This wasn't a disciple speaking. These are the words of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. 
And Jesus said, in this world, in this life, as long as you're breathing on planet earth, get ready for trouble. Trouble will come your way. Sooner or later, in a greater or lesser degree, we all go through trouble. Hello? Job was an upright man, yet he encountered pain. Job was nearly crushed by the pain of suffering. He tore his robe. He shaved his head. He fell to the ground when he heard that his children had died. His physical ailments were so painful that he used pieces of pottery to kind of nurse himself. You know, kind of homemade surgery. And yet, in the midst of such pain, in the midst of such heartache, Job spoke. He, he, he gave such amazing statements of faith. Some of the best ever heard. We still carry them with us today. He said things like, Naked I came from a mother's womb, and naked I will depart. You've heard that. <laughs> and that's the truth, isn't it? Job said that. He's the first guy that said it. Things like, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. You've heard that one too, haven't you? It came from no one other than Job. In the middle of great pain, he still managed to acknowledge God's goodness. He said things like, shall we accept good from God and not trouble? <laughs> What does the Bible say is that God's goodness, God's sunshine, comes over the righteous and the unrighteous. But the rain also comes over the righteous and unrighteous. Oh, oh but the hurricane, the hurricane also comes over the righteous and, and the unrighteous. The heavy rain, the flood, the earthquake. Why? Because we are all sharing this planet. And whatever happens in this planet affects all of us. Amen? How is it that a man like Job can choose such great faith and still feel such great pain? You know, how else could it be? You see, if, if we take the risk of loving those around us, and, and I believe Job loved. He loved his children. He loved people. He he was a loving man. Why? Because he was an upright man. He was a righteous man. He was connected to God. And God is love. Amen? And you see, if we take the risk of loving those around us, the grief will be tremendous if those we love are taken from us, or if they disappoint us, or if they turn against us. It's a fact of life. So, if you don't want to get hurt, it's very easy. Just never love at all. <laughs> But imagine a life without love. You see, the alternative to grief is to never love at all. And Job simply would not take that alternative. Love is risky. All those loves we spoke about last month, and if you missed any of them, go to our website and catch up on those messages. When you love, it is risky. Listen, God took a risk Loving humanity. 
Some of us humans have turned our backs on our Creator. But some of us <laughs> have turned to Him as our God. Yet, choosing faith will not shield us from pain. We still have a broken world where politicians, global leaders distant from us, and individuals that we may know make crazy, selfish choices that bring pain to whole communities and or to us individually. Make no mistake, what's happening far, far away in Ukraine is and will be affecting us here. Fear and pain will only ultimately end, and we need to keep this in mind, fear and pain will only ultimately end when Jesus returns to rule again. And that is why it is good to choose faith. Because when he comes to rule and reign, guess what? You and I who have chosen faith, we get to rule and reign with him. Hallelujah. And we get to enjoy justice, peace. Amen. Number two. Choosing faith asserts that God is in control. Amen. Choosing faith asserts that God is in control. Isaiah 46 verses 9 and 10 says, I am God. And of course, this is God speaking, okay? I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Did you hear that? I think you need to read it again. Because we need to understand this. You see, choosing faith gives emphasis, gives, reminds us that God is in control. He says, he declares the end from the beginning. So from the beginning, he declares what the end is going to be. What is our Bible? It's a prophetic book. It tells us that because God created the universe... He already knew what was going to happen. He knew you and loved you and chose you before he created the universe. How can that be, pastor? I don't understand. Of course you don't. You're not God. And that's why he's God and I am not and you are not. Because he can do that kind of stuff. But he still gives you a choice. Are you going to choose faith? Are you going to choose God? Or are you going to choose only what your little peanut brain can understand? He says, I, I declare the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, I declare things that are not yet done. There are some things in the Bible which people laughed at. That people criticized. That people ridiculed. Until our knowledge grew a little bit more, and then they stopped criticizing. There was a time where the experts in, of this world stated that there are no more than a thousand stars. <laughs> 
And when, 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 when they read in the Bible that, you know, the stars are uncountable, they laughed. <laughs> Bible. Until we began to get better telescopes and better telescopes. And then the Hubble went up. They were still discovering, no, not stars, they were still discovering galaxies with billions of stars in them. When they read there, Peter, a fisherman, talking about the elements of the air burning up, they said, oh man, come on. This fisherman, is that too much sun on his head? He's imagining stuff. And they laughed. <laughs> Until... The atomic bomb came along, and they said, oh, oh, we're going to kill ourselves here. The elements can burn up just like this, given the right combination of stuff. And that is why today, we've got the atomic clock telling us how, how much time we've got left on this earth if, we don't, if we're not careful. And so the Word of God, God declares things right at the back, and people think it's crazy. And then, as time unfolds, boom, they appear. So all the other stuff in the Word of God, which we right now can't make much sense of, you better believe it, it's going to happen. And when I say just now, Jesus will return and there will be peace on this earth, and some people go, ah, you, you religious nuts. That's okay. This nut is going somewhere, man. <laughs> I know where I fit. My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure, says the Lord. In other words, His will shall be done. This world has a destination. This planet is going somewhere. History is taking us somewhere. No matter what the breaking news today says. If we believe in the God of the Bible, then we have to believe that God's will and purposes will ultimately prevail and His will will be done no matter how hectic the world gets around us. When we choose faith, we must trust the very God who allows the circumstances in the first place. It is easy to trust God when all is well, but faith is really needed when things are not well. Amen? Look carefully at Job's story. Listen, the only being in complete control of all events in that whole story is God. It's not the devil. It's not Job. It's not Job's friends with all their crazy counsel. It's not Job's wife. The only one in complete control all the time is God. And he's still in control. And he's in control of your life and of history right now. In the beginning of the story, it did not appear to Job that God was in control. He had no idea how things were going to turn out. He, Job, was prepared to die in misery, but to die with his faith in God. He knew that the end of his life on earth would not be the end of his existence. He knew you'd be with God when he died. You see, to the world, to you and me, it may not seem that God is in control right now. We are still in a global pandemic, and now there is a war that could escalate at any moment. As it is, the world will feel and is already feeling the effect of the war in Ukraine. But if you know the word of the Lord, then you know what Jesus said about the end times. 
And you see what Jesus said unfolding before our eyes. If you know the word of God, then you know, like we read just now, that God knows how this will end. And we know that his counsel, his will shall stand. Amen? Listen, choosing faith, listen, choosing faith doesn't allow God to be in control. Amen? It only reminds us that the truth is that he is in control. Has always been, will always be. Did you hear that? Whether you choose faith or not is not going to change the course of history. It will change the course of your life, but not his plans. God's will shall prevail. We get to choose whether you're going to be with him and be part of that future or not. And I pray that each one of us here watching, hearing this message, that we will have chosen or will choose today faith, no matter what is happening around us. Point number three, choosing faith overcomes fear. There is no doubt about it. Breaking news, bad news, sometimes brings fear to us. 1 John 4.18 says the following. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, suffering. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. You see, there is a fear which is good. There is a fear which keeps you alert. There is a fear that helps you to protect yourself. But there is a fear that paralyzes people. There is a fear that causes you to see evil everywhere. There is a fear that takes the confidence away from you. There is a fear that keeps you in bondage and hostage. That fear is from the enemy. And faith and fear cannot coexist. They cannot both be in the same place. Fear is an enemy. Paralyzing fear robs you. In the beginning of Job's story, we find that although Job was blessed by God, he wasn't quite convinced of God's love for him. Remember, love casts out fear. He wasn't quite convinced of God's love for him. How do we know this? Because he was constantly making sacrifices to God on behalf of his children. Oh God, please, please protect my children. Oh God, you know. He wasn't chilled. He wasn't relaxed in the knowledge that God loves him and will be with him. In fact, later on in that chapter 1, he says, That which I feared came upon me. Be careful. What you fear could attract the thing that you fear. Heard about a guy, him and his wife. Every, okay, I'm not even right, but three, three times a week at least, she would wake him up. Love you, love you, love you. There's a, there's a burglar in the house. Go downstairs and take a look. And they go, but I hear nothing. I heard a burglar. Go and take a look. So that guy would have to get up and switch on all the lights and go downstairs and there's nobody. Come up, honey, there's nobody. Else. Oh, okay. Guys, this carried on for 35 years. After 35 years, one night, she wakes up. There's a burglar in the house. She says, oh, here we go again. Go, please go and look, go and look. 
So he goes, oh, you know, switches. And when he switches on the light downstairs to the sitting room, there he, he faces a burglar. The guy's got a mask on, he's got a bag, he's, 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 he's putting goodies in the bag. The guy sees him and he's about to run. The guy says, burglar, please, don't, don't go. Stay. I, I want you to say hello to my wife because she's been expecting you for 35 years. <laughs> what she feared ultimately came upon her, okay? So be careful what you fear. But that fear was an irrational fear. The, the people of God, God's people, they were rescued from Egypt. And, 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 and they, but they remained unsure of God's love for them. God took them out of Egypt. God provided for them miraculously. There was food coming out of heaven. There was water coming out of rocks. Those clothes and shoes never wore out. Pillar of a cloud by day to give them shade and a pillar of fire by night to give them light. And yet, they were not sure of God's love. They were convinced that God would let them die. They were complaining all the time. Never resting in God's love. Why? Because they allowed fear. Fear of this, fear of that, and fear of destruction, fear of death. We need to believe in God's love more than in Satan's lies. We need to believe in God's love more than in the breaking news. We need to believe in God's love full stop. And that his love will prevail. Do you believe that God loves you? Do you believe that he likes you? <laughs> Some of you think, oh, come on, Pastor, I don't like myself. Why would God like me? You know? God loves you. God loves me. I, I know. I go like, really? Sometimes. Because I know me, right? But he loves me. And he likes me. And he loves you. And he likes you. But do you believe that? Or do you allow fear to creep in? Because if you know that God loves you, that breaks the power of fear. And then there is the greatest fear of all, which is the fear of death. But Jesus defeated the greatest fear of all. The Bible says that Jesus, through his death on the cross, destroyed the devil who had the power of death. In other words, of separation from God and kept people in bondage of the fear of death. That bondage is broken. And we can truly sing that we are free, that we are no longer slaves. Hallelujah. No longer slaves of fear. No longer slaves of death even. No longer slaves. We are free. Why? Because of God's love. Because love breaks away fear. Choosing faith. Choosing God who is love. Overcomes fear. Hallelujah. Love drives out fear. With all kinds of fear running rampant in the earth and in our heads. It's reassuring to know that Jesus took out the fear of all fears. Amen. Love drives out fear. Then final one, number four. Choosing faith releases God's love. Choosing faith releases God's love. Romans 5, verse 5 says this. Now, hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit 
who was given to us. Check this out. The love of God has been poured out. Not shall be, not one day in the future, has been poured out. The minute you committed your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit came in and with Him came God's love in you. You have a measure of God's love in your spirit, in your inner being. Now that love needs to be believed in and worked out. You know what the Bible says about working out your salvation? Taking what is inside of you and bringing it outside here where it can do some good to everybody around you. And that love of God inside of you needs to come out, be exposed. So when we choose faith and follow the will of God, then His love flows out of us in smaller or greater ways. To those around us. It's what we discussed last month. All the different kinds of love. It's God's love. Agape love. The love that wants the best for the other. Coming from inside us. From him into us. Then through us to the world around us. If we as children of God do not display the love of God. The world will not know the love of God. They'll do some charity. They'll do some good work amongst themselves, but it will not be the love of God. But if we choose faith, that will release God's love. In all our relationships, in all the ways that we love, as we learned last month, it requires our commitment to follow the Lord's commandment to love. And this love is not based on feeling or emotions, but on commitment and a desire for the good of others. Our love is not random, but in every kind of relationship, our love is targeted and focused. Imagine if more and more people would live by the love that Jesus showed us and taught us. Imagine a world filled with God's love. And that day will come, folks, when Jesus returns to rule and reign in this world. So you can imagine it for now, but believe me, that day is coming. It's part of God's plan for the future. Amen? But if not the whole world, imagine if just believers, just the Christians, would become more intentional in releasing the love that they possess into the relationships and spheres of influences that they have. Every one of us, you and I, we have a sphere of influence. We've got a home, we've got a family, we've got a place of work, a place of study, a place where we shop, where we, where we do recreation, where we do gym, whatever it is that you do. You've got a space that you occupy. Imagine if in those spaces we begin to intentionally release God's love. Treat people with God's love, with respect. Maintaining distance when we have to, bringing closer when we have to, depending on the relationship. Imagine what this world can be like. Our words, our actions towards people. Just imagine if just the Christians began to demonstrate more of God's love. Can this happen? Well, it is already happening in many places. It is happening where people are choosing faith over fear and pain. And it will happen more and more as more of us take a bold step and choose faith. You don't always get to hear those stories. But they are there. In times of trouble or war, some of those stories do surface. In Ukraine and in Russia right now, many people are choosing faith over fear and pain. 
And some know that choosing faith and standing for what is morally right may cause them pain. But they are doing it anyway. What about you and me? Choosing faith is really the only choice for a follower of Christ. Before we close the service, let us take a moment to pray. Amen. We're going to pray a little bit about this, this war uh, situation. But I want to leave this challenge to you, my brother, my sister. Have you chosen faith? Are you choosing faith? Or are you allowing your circumstance to bring fear and your pain to hold you back from choosing faith? I want to encourage every one of you, no matter how your life is, maybe in your personal circumstance you're not in a time of pain or fear right now. Well, thank God for that. We rejoice with you. But there are some of you maybe listening, watching, hearing, sitting here, that you are in a time of pain in your life for whatever reason, whatever area in your life. Maybe you are in fear of something happening or that has happened. I invite you today, choose faith. Do not give in to that situation. Do not give in to the fear. No, do not give in to the pain. Choose faith. And as we pray now, I'm going to invite you to take your situation and give it to the Lord. I'm going to invite you to choose faith. Amen? Come, let's stand up. Let us pray. Whether you're at home or over here today, just close your eyes right now. I want to pray for each one of you right now. And whatever it is that is in your heart, whatever it is that is causing you fear or pain, I want you to take a moment and silently just confess it to the Lord. And I invite you to say these words. Dear God, I choose faith over my situation. In your heart, if you believe this, if you, if you heard this message, it has touched your heart, it has challenged you, just say this in your heart, dear God, I choose faith over fear and pain. I choose faith over my fear and my pain. I choose faith over my situation. Then say, Lord, help me. And right now, I want you to bring it to the Lord. Tell God what is it that is hurting you, that you're afraid of. Take a moment, silent prayer, and confess it to the Lord, requesting his intervention right now, at home and over here. Take a moment of prayer. Father God, you hear every prayer. You know every heart, Lord. Everyone watching, listening, everyone standing here right now in your presence. Lord, I pray you embrace each one of my brothers and sisters, Lord, with your love, with your comfort, Lord, with your presence, assuring each one of us, Lord, reminding each one of us that you are in control, my God. And that if we trust in you, Lord God, no matter what the situation looks like, it will turn out for good. Because your promise is, Lord God, that all things will work out for the good of those who love you, my Father.
And so I pray your blessing. And I release, Lord God, of faith upon your people. Upon everyone choosing you today. Maybe you're watching, maybe you're sitting here, maybe you're listening and you have not chosen Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Right now, just say, Lord Jesus, I choose you. I put my faith in you, Lord Jesus. Forgive me my unbelief. Forgive my sins, Lord. I surrender my life to you. Give me your peace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And that simple prayer connects you with the Lord Jesus. So turn your back on all those doubts. Turn to Him. You're welcome to contact us if you want more information and more help. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I'm going to read a prayer written by a pastor in, in the UK, Pastor Malcolm Duncan, which I believe captures the desire of our hearts. It's a prayer that, that the Lord would make it stop. So agree with me in prayer. Lord, make it stop, Lord. The hatred, the wickedness, the cruelty, the murder, the exploitation, the lies, the manipulation, the venom, the threats, the tanks, the bombs, the guns. Make it stop, Lord. The goodbyes, the heartbreak, the sorrow. The worry, the fear, the darkness, the uncertainty, the pain, the wounding, the confusion, the tears, the loss. Lord, make it stop, Lord. Make it stop. And in their place, Lord, bring hope. And in their wake, bring determination. And in their shadow, let the light of love shine again, Lord. And in the midst of it all, let the cross stand tall. Hallelujah. The cross that paid the price for this. The cross that parts the way to peace. The cross that swallows all the sorrow. The cross that breaks the back of the evil one. Oh God. May the crosses that shine across the nation of Ukraine tonight become spires of hope in a world of hate. Let their light illuminate the night sky and their power illuminate frightened souls. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. Hallelujah. And Lord, we pray for the church in Russia. And the people in Russia making a stand against this war. We pray for the Ukrainian refugees and the Russian refugees. As many of them leave their countries because of the war. Have mercy, Lord. Hallelujah. And Lord, I pray for all my brothers and sisters here. Those watching, those listening. You know, Lord, their fears and pain too, Lord. Make it stop, Lord. Let your spirit... And your power come upon them, upon their situation, upon their bodies, upon their relationships, upon their finances. Wherever there is a need, Lord, we pray for your divine intervention, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 And so now may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain upon each one of us, Lord, as we choose faith, as we keep on choosing faith, Lord, over fear and over pain. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Choose faith. Keep on choosing faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember to contact us if you want to be baptized. Don't forget to form at the back. Have a great week. Continue choosing faith throughout the week. And see you next Sunday. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord.